0: At Discount Tire, you can shop online and get the same trusted advice you get from the
1: stores. Then just book a time that's convenient for you. When you get to the store, you can stay safe with a new touchless experience. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Mm -hmm. Uh Who's able to hear more than what's being said and can provide tailored Mm -hmm. small business solutions that make you feel truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel vPro platform, call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL.
2: Welcome to episode 6 of Kaiju Curry House. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me today we have Alex. Hello! And Joe. Howdy! Today's episode we are going to be focusing on GMK. That is, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. But before we get into that, uh, we're going to try a new segment. I'm tentatively calling it What Have Kaiju Been Up To? Where we're just going to see... um, If any of us have come across any kaiju merchandise or heard about any films, just general stuff like that. So, as I come up with the idea, I will start off while the other guys have a little thing. Firstly, I'm going to say that I've visited Forbidden Planet recently. And with the new Godzilla film coming out of the cinemas, I was hoping to see some excellent merchandise. And I was disappointed to find there was five Bandai figures. I think it was Godzilla, King Ghidorah, King Caesar and some others. Either way, it was pretty disappointing. Um, I'm hoping that our listeners have had a bit more luck than me. And the second thing is that I have recently purchased the Defo Real 1998 Godzilla from our friend Jason at Awesome Collector, and I absolutely love it. It's it's perfect because it's so much smaller than the X Plus, but it retains all the detail, so it doesn't take up my shelf space. And um, yeah, it still looks freaking awesome. I will write out a full review for the website, but until then um google it and if it's something that you think you're interested in buy it right um so that's my quick catch up joe alex have you guys seen anything kaiju related in the shops
3: okay so um i'm pleased to say that thank you to jason from awesome collector i've just pre-ordered the 30 centimeter x plus burning godzilla which is from the um fairly well received godzilla versus destroyer and um, yeah, the figure looks amazing, so I pre-ordered that. And see, I'd say that I'd write a review, but every time I promise Joe that I'll write a review, I don't ever have I ever written a review,
4: Joe? No, you fall through epically <laughs> every single time you promise me that.
3: <laughs> I am basically the person of broken promises, so I'm just gonna say I'll enjoy that figure and not write a review, and then surprise everyone. But um, even more exciting than that, I received in the post. I suppose like like a goodie bag from our friend uh, Paul and what was in that goodie bag there was a selection of VHS um some with uh, some with covers some without and it was a selection of some toho Godzilla movies that was fantastic so they've gone up on my shelf And there was also the Tremors trilogy, wasn't there, Paul? (laughs) There was indeed.
2: I couldn't help myself. (laughs) I know, that
3: that was great, I mean, because we recently recorded an episode of, um, well, I suppose mainly uh, you guys, your review of the Tremors films, and I had not seen them at that point, so I finally watched Tremors 1. (laughs) My my criticism is, is that you basically have sent me a film where the first 30 seconds is a man going for a piss. (laughs) <laughs> to be
4: fair, it's <laughs> Kevin Bacon, though. I mean, like... <laughs> yeah.
3: That's my first impression. What have I been sent? What is this? <laughs> but no, that that was great. That was unexpected and a really cool gift. So thank you.
4: Over to Joe. Right, so... We're just basically doing long, long advert for Awesome Collector today, aren't we? Um, yes, we are. <laughs> so... Since our last recording, I have ordered and paid for the Monster X, which I have been gunning for for a long time. It's really hard to find Monster X, the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it the younger or larval or the first stage of Kaiser King Ghidorah in Final Wars, but I thought it was a really cool design. He was He's kind of a Geiger-esque kaiju, and he morphs into Kaiser Ghidorah. He holds his own against Final Wars Godzilla, which is something to be said in that film. And uh I just really liked that character. It was one of the few highlights of that film for me. I didn't necessarily like it very much, but um he was a cool kaiju. I was I, I've kind of always uh, felt a bit robbed that he wasn't in any in any of the uh, kaiju fighting games. Have you guys noticed that? Arguably one of the he's one of the easier kaiju to make a model of, you know, for a fighting game because he's so humanoid mm. in a sense, but he's not there. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I, uh, I got him ordered, and uh, that's been my recent kaiju purchase. Um, I don't really get to go out to stores very often. It's <laughs> kind of lame, but there we are. Do you, Do you have a Forbidden Planet in Exeter? There is no Forbidden Planet in Exeter, but we do have a local comic book store. And to be perfectly honest, I, I I'm very picky about what I buy these days. Limited space and all of that. Yeah. Um, I've been a collector for ages, so if you don't watch what you're buying and prioritize things, you just end up with a mass of crap that you don't touch for years. So I I've I've been pretty picky lately. I mean, all the new Godzilla stuff that's coming out with the new film, you know. It's really tempting, but I'm just going to prioritize the things that I really want. I'm not going to be going buying, you know, Godzilla shot glasses and wall busters and things like that. Why not? Yes. Well, it's why would I not want to buy them? I mean,
3: actually, I'm expecting Godzilla shot glasses for when me and Paul arrive later this month.
4: Well. (laughs) truth be told i already have godzilla shot glasses which is part of the problem that's why he's not buying godzilla shot glasses he's already got some could be that but it's just i'm i'm just trying to just yeah restrain myself restrain i know what you mean there's a mortgage agreed (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh no you know that's kind of been what i've been up to we've had a couple trailers drop in terms of you know stuff that's been going on lately um a couple of big spoilers um as always you know we will issue a spoiler warning here if you haven't seen gmk but i'm gonna issue a spoiler warning if you haven't seen the latest trailers and uh we got our first really good looks of burning godzilla for this film didn't we mm. and i, I know
2: I don't, I don't think i watched the trailer
4: well to be fair they've shown burning godzilla before you know in the trailers but uh we got our first really good look at it recently. I've
3: watched the first, second, and final trailer, and then at that point I kind of decided to not watch any more because my concern was with the trailers was I was seeing more and more and more of kind of the big monsters in those films. And the first time I watched the um Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer, that little shot of King J just shivers down my spine. But then the second trailer, I was like, oh, there it is. And I kind of, I want to leave the surprise to the cinema, so I'm kind of cutting myself away from trailers now, because it's just, well, it's this month, isn't it? We are. It is this month. Yeah. It's happening.
2: Yeah. Ah! When this episode drops, it'll be next week.
3: Yep. Not long now. Pretty crazy. Um, Do you you want to introduce our topic tonight, Paul?
2: Well, we kind of did at the start saying that it's going to be GMK. Yeah, yeah um so okay let's get on with it what should we discuss first um the design because that's quite unique
4: i want to bring up how this movie came about go on then yeah yeah so a long time ago in a decade that has long since passed us 1990s there was a trio of films about a giant fire-breathing flying turtle and they were actually a lot better than anybody expected them to be. The nineties gamma trilogy um the special effects were good. the storytelling was solid as solid as you can be about a giant fire breathing flying turtle and they actually you know came to put together a pretty decent plot there and everybody has their opinions but my personal opinion is is that those films came off a lot more polished than the 90s Godzilla movies did and it could be that they were you know focusing on one or two kaiju at a time um, they had a pretty central cast they weren't looking necessarily at huge cityscapes and whatnot they were just very linear in uh, terms of their overall trilogy arcing plot But um, Toho recognized a bit of talent behind them and they decided that during their Millennium series where they're doing all of these Elseworld movies that they were going to go ahead and hire this guy. And I'm going to mispronounce his name. I apologize to everybody out there that knows how to do this correctly, but Shizuki Kaneko. And they thought that he did an amazing job so while they're whilst they're in the midst of these Elseworld and largely unconnected films, they invited him on board to do one, and what we got was Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, giant monsters all at attack, affectionately called GMK. Why they left poor Baragon out of the title, I do not know. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, he took a different spin on this movie, and while we still have a giant essentially radioactive dinosaur monster Um, his origins are different this is probably the one film that doesn't have godzilla um, originating as an atomic beast and necessarily in the sense that we would think about it godzilla is a demonic force and he is the essence the uh, concentrated force of all of the people that died in world war ii on the pacific front who have been forgotten or that were not honored or you know they they were just left out their spirits have congealed or manifested themselves in this creature and he's not friendly and Basically, uh, Japan's resident spiritual forces of nature, King Ghidorah, Mothra, and Baragon, representing, um, as I understand it, water, wind, and earth, come together and basically they're the antibodies that are fighting off Godzilla, who is not kind of a natural spiritual essence. Um, And they are just trying to keep them out of japan they are the protectors in essence they are guardian monsters that's what they're officially called and it turned a lot of uh godzilla traditions on its head uh king Ghidorah is a uh protagonist he's a he's a good creature um we have mothra who i will say decisively loses to godzilla um we have a lot of good uh, cast features, which is a lot of Godzilla films are great with cast, but we definitely have a female lead in this film, first and foremost. Uh, she is the lead. And like I said, Godzilla's uh, origin story has been changed. But, you know, it was really, uh, it, it's a really different film from what we've we've seen in the past from Godzilla up until that point. But, anyways, long introduction. But there we go, boys. I think I think you introduced that quite beautifully. Um,
3: the way I kind of saw Godzilla in the film is that he's he's like a wrathful deity. You know, he's um, I, I don't perceive Godzilla as being evil in the film, but he's absolutely he's he's wreaking havoc. Did you say wreaking havoc? Wrecking havoc? I
4: think they both work. It's just your accent. He's wrecking havoc. Yeah, he's. he's... Just... Break, breaking <laughs> shit you he, know, is, um, but... he is not there to create order and peace no.
3: <laughs> and um i particularly like the line um that i watched which was in the dub i watched the dub recently uh, for my sins and uh but the line that stood out to me was that godzilla has come back because people are forgetting the significance of those uh, those deaths so he's come back as a reminder which i thought that was quite poignant yeah um
4: what when did you watch the film two of you when did you see it right so i know uh i can remember this i watched it a month after it came out on dvd in japan because Hmm. at this time um the internet was out and younger joe was just ravenous for anything because these films were coming out And you could at least read about them. So I had learned that Region 1 worked in the United States, as it does in Japan. So I pre-ordered the disc. And a month after it came out in Japan, it landed at our place. And I just popped in the DVD. And fantastic thing. uh, The Japanese uh, film has English subtitles. So my friend Riley and I, we just plugged it in and watched it. And... This was honestly my friend Riley's first Godzilla movie, and he he was really taken for a bit of a shock. He's like, "I thought this was going to be bad and cheesy, but it was actually pretty good." I'm like, oh, thanks, Riley. I'm glad you, you know, have such a high opinion of my fandom. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was just a month after, so I saw it, you know, like pretty quick. Uh, very few spoilers really on my end, but I just I went in absolutely cold. I just knew it was good. I knew the basic synopsis and what i remember being wowed in um riley and i actually like we finished the movie and then we had to rewind it we didn't rewind it we we pushed the arrow key back whatever it is that kids do with discs these days gosh kids don't even use discs these days but um kids these days (laughs) how old are you you sound old (laughs) don't make fun of my age you whipper snapper um (laughs) but uh We had to stop it at the end, and then we went back, and that was the point where King Ghidorah, as the thousand-year-old dragon, wakes up and basically just lays Godzilla on his ass. That was cool, and we watched that a couple of times. Hmm. But that was my first experience with it, (laughs) and
2: yours, Paul? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. When I saw it, it was it was probably a couple of years after it came out. I think I bought it on DVD off eBay. Um, I watched it the once, and then watched it. I Might have watched it twice. I definitely watched it again recently for the this podcast. Um, yeah. I'm not a massive fan of the film. I enjoyed it, but I thought the idea of it was better than the actual execution.
3: Yep, I lean towards Paul's opinion. I watched uh, GMK about 2009 and downloaded it, and it was amongst many other Godzilla films that I downloaded at the time. And I've mentioned this before so I won't I won't kind of natter on too long about it. But when I started watching the Godzilla films kind of en masse, I was seeking them out and not re-knowing really what they were and where they were in terms of the timeline. But I, I kind of I got a sense that the Millennium films for me they felt weaker than the High sai films, which were through the 90s, as um, Joe describes, and whilst the high-sci films in the late 80s and 90s, they do have flaws, I think overall they're much stronger, and I think the the plot writing is better, and one of the big things that throws me a little bit is, through the high-sci films, you've got, like, you have got a story arc continuity, and we agreed with that. Yeah. Like, fairly tight continuity, as far as tight can be in a Godzilla universe. But, you know, you have have some returning cast, and, you know, Godzilla develops as a character and changes, and you have little Godzilla who grows bigger and becomes Godzilla Junior. But with the Godzilla Millennium films, the only kind of law that they follow is that every new Millennium film is that it's a continuation of the 1954 Gojira. Now, have I got that right? Correct me if I'm wrong.
4: With the exception of the Mechagodzilla
3: ones, yeah, you have that spot on. Oh, what, the Godzilla against Mechagodzilla and then the Tokyo SOS?
4: Yeah, those are the only two that tie together in the Millennium films. Because people love Mechagodzilla, Um, what can you say?
3: Yeah, absolutely, and I can understand that. So I, of the Millennium films, I downloaded Godzilla 2000, and i quite enjoyed that i think that's a pretty decent film i then watched godzilla final wars and that's a film that i'd really like to watch with the two of you actually i think that it would be really really good fun to open a pack of beers and just laugh at godzilla final wars because what a mess of a film drink responsibly children absolutely yes children <laughs> yeah yeah oh, I'm terrible. drink terrible respons- drink responsibly don't eat doritos responsibly i don't um but i think godzilla final wars is great fun but it's bilge whereas gmk i'm not quite sure what to make of it as a film because it's got an incredibly serious tone to it and you know joe explained it better than me but the background to it i think it's quite profound but I feel like it doesn't fully deliver what it sets out to do. And I feel like, certainly when I watched it recently again for this podcast, my issue with GMK is that it seems to flicker between men in suits and um, CGI. And there are times when the CGI... Now, I might be wrong, but I, I feel like the CGI is weak in the film what was your impression of the cgi joe the cgi (sighs)
4: i don't know how it compares to other films at the time okay so excluding godzilla 1998 i feel that up until this point um gmk really holds up but the cgi is stronger in my humble opinion than any Pre twenty fourteen Godzilla, obviously, um, mm. excluding Godzilla nineteen ninety eight, which relied heavily on CGI, and that's where it sunk it and in its incredibly large budget into. Um, yeah, it's funny also that you mentioned that this is such a dark film, because kanenko went through a couple of different pitches for what he wanted his film to be, um, and eventually they settled on this one. Because again, you know, they were just. Giving them Godzilla, and it's just you know letting them throw out ideas. All of these films are pretty much unrelated, with the exception of the Kiro ones, which is Mecha Godzilla in this series. But one, I, th- um, I think it's online in a couple places where they mention it. But Kaneko wanted to do a futuristic uh, alien monster film, but Toho looked at the script and the idea, and like, oh that's way too dark, dude. So you say this film is dark, but Toho actually had him tone it down.
3: (laughs) Well, have it rain it back.
4: Yeah. So going back to the CGI, um, the CGI really stands out in a couple of places. So there's a scene, there are two scenes later in the film where the CGI does and does not work. In my opinion, So where it doesn't work is when Godzilla is taking pot shots at Mothra flying around. So Godzilla breathes atomic fire for all of those who aren't familiar with the character and Mothra is a moth. Now you'd think that Mothra being a moth would just fly towards this atomic fire, which it actually does in most films much to its, you know, chagrin. But, um, it, it's refreshing to see mothra flapping its wings at a rate that would keep it aloft in the air the cgi is decent this film had a budget of what are we going to call it 9.5 million u.s Just nine... yeah 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 so how much effort and time they can put into this you got to think there are a lot of people involved in production special effects materials all this stuff 9500000 million doesn't necessarily go as far as you'd think, especially when you take into account marketing and all of that. Um, so Mothra looks pretty good, but it's not great. And I think one of the reasons is because of Mothra's color palette against the very dark city skyline. Going to a shot where I think that the CGI does look good is where King Ghidorah as I mentioned before wakes up and lays Godzilla flat on his ass so
3: what well, when he opens
4: his wings and sort yeah, of rises when, up when he opens his wings and rises up so yeah, yeah. that scene again it, it's very monochromatic King Ghidorah is a monster of many shades of gold right but yeah. um, I think because we are going for the shining glittering gold on Ghidorah you know and that atomic um, spiritual structure that surrounds him it's a very well done scene but they used that at the right moment to create a wow factor and i th- and where i feel that they did use it well in this film is just in scenes where they where you weren't necessarily expecting it so the first time that godzilla uses his atomic breath you don't see him use it you see him charge it up and then you know, the film cuts to a classroom. I don't know, ten miles away, something like that, and you see an atomic cloud rising.
2: Yeah, that did look cool.
4: That was pretty cool. That was a scene. That was a scene where it used minimalist CGI, CGI to good effect. Mm. But when you try and take CGI that isn't polished and you do a close up on it, it doesn't work quite so well, especially in colorful you know and mothra being white and colorful and all that stuff you know i don't think it worked as well but i think the cgi was used well um where king Ghidorah flies and they're using cgi again they used it to make him flap his wings and i i I watched that film and i was delighted like oh wow someone understands physics this is great (laughs) because in the past films they'd flap their wings once every thirty seconds and they were supposed to be kept aloft. So in this film they actually flap their wings like they're flying and I thought that was really great. That made me happy on the inside. But that that's my take on the CGI Alex. Better or worse.
3: I think we'll come to a, a nice point to take a break, so we'll return in a moment.
0: Hey friends, this is Cam, one of the hosts of the Gamer Heroes podcast. We really hope you're enjoying the show you're listening to right now. And if you are, please consider becoming a patron of the heroes podcast network at patreoncom slash Your support would genuinely mean the world to us and would allow us to cover hosting costs for the website, get new equipment and software, and even make it out to different conventions and events to meet you, our loyal listeners. All Patreon tiers will get you access to the patron lounge and Slack, which will allow you to chat and interact with your favorite HPN hosts on behalf of everyone here at HPN. Thank you all so much for your continued support. We really couldn't do any of this without you.
2: Hello and welcome back. Uh, we've just been talking a bit about uh, GMK and the CGI. Um, I'll quickly nip in with my bit to say I agree with you both that the CGI is a is a bit weak um, in some scenes and it, it works in others. Um, the The best bit, I think, for me was when Mothra actually does a, an attack against God, Godzilla with his own like stingers. He fires them out. That looked pretty cool. Yeah, but there's other bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah where he well, just doesn't work. The,
4: the stingers are actually CGI. The stingers are yeah, CGI, that worked. But that moth, but that Mothra is actually practical.
2: Oh, maybe that's what looked good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've entered the discussion sounding like I really don't like the film. That, that that's not the case. Um, I oh, do. I like the film. I'm I'm indifferent towards GMK. What I find interesting about it is that it's got an incredibly strong following. It's like whenever there's new um, figures being released, be it SH Monster Arts um, or X Plus or um, I'm sure Neko could do one. There's a massive following for 2000 and what what year was it? Was it 2001?
4: 2001. Yeah, there's a
3: massive following for the suit because that iconic sort of hunched over sort of almost ape-like pose that Godzilla's got, in, got going on and it's the demonic white eyes. I mean, the white eyes are the most um, iconic part about GMK as a suit it's got a very very strong following things uh other things that i like about it um i appreciated the appearance of baragon i thought that was different i even think the baragon fight was pretty cool your thoughts on that guys i mean he fights a puppy dog yeah i mean that's it baragon just he seems a little bit weak well yeah but he's he's you know he... It's unfair fight, isn't it? It's a very unfair fight, but it's it's interesting. It I unfair. like it in films yeah. when, I certainly like it in the Godzilla films, when you're seeing different kaiju appearing. And um, one of the things that the two of you reminded me of was the, to say reminded me, I, I wasn't even aware. I think the two of you read earlier that actually the lineup for the three Guardians wasn't going to be Mothra and King Jadora originally.
4: No, it wasn't. It it's kind of a shame, really. Um, the special effects artists and the, the design folks they came up with, and, and the director, of course, uh, they came up with Varan, Angiris, and Baragon as the three guardians. And these are three um, loved characters yeah. in the Toho lineup. Yeah, and they have all, each one has its own cult following. But additionally, each one isn't laser beam incredible power intensive they are creatures in their own right in uh, frankenstein conquers the world which was baragon's initial appearance baragon breathes fire but we never really saw that again varan great film if you ever get a chance to check it out um giant lizard Varan the incredible he is incredible yeah and he he's a giant lizard he has membranes like a flying squirrel so he can fly. He lives underwater predominantly, and the reason he's so durable and such a pain is, well, one, he's huge and he eats people, but two, um, his skin is stretchy, so when you fire a missile or a bullet at him, he just kind of like bounces or it gets absorbed, the impact gets absorbed. So he's cool in that sense, and then of course Anguirus Oh, like uh, X-Men's the Blob. Kind of? But, um...
3: But, but not at all. Okay.
4: Uh. But And of course, Anguirus, everybody knows Anguirus, or at least if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you do. Anguirus is Godzilla's initial uh, antagonist. He was the first monster that Godzilla ever fought. He's essentially what uh, you'd call an ankylosaur, only he's got spikes and fangs, and he seems to be a little bit more on the carnivorous side of things. But um. yeah, so when we talk about monsters and designs here you mentioned godzilla had i love this film so i'm going to rant and defend it please do yeah waffle on like you wouldn't believe in this so the godzilla suit here if you look at that hunched over or if you look like or if, if godzilla looks like yeah that suit doesn't look like it's positioned quite right there's a reason for that godzilla was supposed to be a lot more Dinosaurish in this one, and he was supposed to have his tail off the ground, walking more or less mm. like a dinosaur so there's a couple of scenes um, where Godzilla initially makes landfall in mainland Japan, and it's either before or after he squishes the poor girl in the hospital um You see his neck and his head. And his neck has kind of a curve to it, and his head's looking down, and his back seems hunched. That's because he was supposed to be more parallel with the ground. If you look at Godzilla's feet, they appear more uh, dinosaurian as well. You have the three large toes, and then you have the hallux that's kind of tucked back a little bit. That was done as well. And then he has uh, osteoderms running along uh, the top of his neck. Those are the... uh, bits of bone that are embedded underneath the skin kind of like a natural armor and a lot of effort was put into making him appear more like a dinosaur more like an animal not necessarily just with his uh regular scar tissue that everybody's used to seeing so king Ghidorah, like i said earlier um the initial lineup was varan Angus and baragon Uh, some of the folks in the art department that were doing the sculpts and the character design for King Ghidorah were a bit pissed that Varan couldn't make it into the film. So what they did is they gave Varan's facial features to Ghidorah. So in the past, in the Heisei films, Ghidorah had kind of like a ring of spikes going around uh, the back end of his head. In the Shawa films, he just had some...
0: 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Is that Shakespeare?
0: Nope.
1: What do you get when you talk to a Dell Technologies advisor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get someone who understands there's an art to listening. Uh-huh. Sure. Who's able to hear more than what's being said, and can provide tailored mm-hmm. small business solutions that make you feel okay. truly heard. I understand. Let's get started. For advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and solutions powered by Intel V Pro platform, call an advisor today at 877 Ask Dell around
4: the uh, back of his head. Um, like he's got a beard. Yeah, like he's got a beard, like he's got a mane. Um, in GMK, so Varan has, I wouldn't necessarily call them gorgo ears, but it's kind of like a cross between a spiky frill and gorgo ears. And what they did is they put that on the side of King Ghidorah's head so that it looks like he kind of has these eerie, like ears, spikes, You're not sure what they are. But King Ghidorah's uh structure looks a lot like Varan's, including his noses. Uh um you can say noses because King Ghidorah has three heads. But um they put that in the... yeah, It doesn't sound right, does no. it say noses? It doesn't sound no, right. Uh, but um uh, and and then I like King Ghidorah. I have the actual X plus uh Ghidorah two thousand one sitting not too far away from me, but additionally things that I like is his tail, like the uh what do you want to call them, the clubs on the end of his tails, the spiky frills. You see them in Godzilla King of the Monsters in the trailers, like he's he's waking up and these spikes kind of fold out at the end of his tails. In the GMK Kegador, those are really uh, pronounced. And again, his feet look like dinosaur feet. You know, these are the feet of a flying creature. Barragon looks fantastic. They've redesigned him considerably while at the same time um, staying... Uh, pretty truthful he's still got the ridges on his back he's got the big old ears his horn doesn't line up light up anymore but you can tell it's a burrowing creature and that's actually used quite a bit in the film in his fight he burrows around a lot of effort went into these monsters um it's just kind of a shame that they put so much effort into the designs and you know some of the plot elements but some of the set design and some of the uh very ambitious uh suits that they made don't quite hold up. Like Godzilla, you can pretty easily see the uh suit where the actor gets in and a couple of the aerial shots, you know, you're looking at from helicopters. Barragon's pretty easy to see. Ghidorah's is a bit tougher because the wings hide some things and the scales make it so that you can pretty easily hide uh where a zip or a velcro would go in but on some of on some of those suit scenes it is quite apparent as ambitious as they were trying to be and those are fabulous suits you can tell I mean more so than usual that that is an actor and that is a suit is King Ghidorah shorter in this version in this
1: yes.
3: film
4: yes like yeah, I was gonna say he looks shorter, but I wasn't sure it was just Kaneko wanted Godzilla to be the most powerful. He wanted this to be an underdog fight yeah. all the way for the guardian monsters. He wanted that Godzilla to dominate and that Godzilla. You say you think he was a wrathful god. He wasn't necessarily evil. When I watch that movie, I think he is quite evil. We are stomping children in hospitals. We are stomping children in hospitals. We are killing the general populace. We are snarling people at a grocery store are being taken out by atomic breath. Not a woman screams, and he just zeroes in on her and blasts yeah, her. I, I mean, he's always <laughs> snarling. He seems quite nasty. <laughs>
2: I admit those
3: are quite sketchy things to do. I mean, you know. I wouldn't
4: do it if I went to a grocery store. I mean, you wouldn't. Don't get me wrong, if you're walking slow and I yeah. need to get around you, I, that that drives me nuts, that's my <laughs> pet peeve. But I wouldn't necessarily blast somebody with a tonic <laughs> breath.
2: <laughs> well, he did. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a few people dying in this film. Baragon looks great.
3: Um, I was really happy with the scenes of Baragon. I thought Mothra of the four kaiju was the weakest. Um, But I do think the advertising wins because with uh, the point you were making earlier Joe about it originally being planned as Angarus uh, Varan and Baragon having kind of that underdog fight would have been great with them however you've got you know three of the five from toho's big five the only other two that are missing there it's um mecha mecha godzilla and who's the who would be the other one rodan Ro- yeah, yeah. That, that's it oh yeah so um but that's the only two that you're missing so It was obviously uh, planned out by marketing because it's drawing in people um, by the names of those kaiju because they're so iconic. And it's exciting to think that in the years to come, King Jodora will be more iconic
4: to the Western audiences with the new film coming out. I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to say this and you guys can nail me to the wall for it. We need films without Mothra and without Ghidorah in them. They've had a good run. Yeah, yeah. Let's come up with some, let's let some other monsters, let's make some new monsters, let's th- let them have some limelight. I totally
3: agree. I think um, what I would say to that is with the new Godzilla film coming out, it's a chance to capture people's imagination. But then after that, let's see some new kaiju, be it other kaiju from the Toho universe that's not been heavily kind of exploited yet. Or as they did with the Muto, was just something completely different. That's what I'd like to see because I I think it's great to see some fresh monsters. I mean at the end of the day, there's only so much we can keep recycling the same ideas, and then you do start to find, you know, which Godzilla film is this? Oh it's it's the one with Mothra in. Which Mothra is that? Is that Godzilla versus Mothra Battle Firth? Or is that GMK? Or is that no, it's it gets a little bit samey. One of the things that I thought was interesting was I watched um GMK with my daughter. And I said to her, you know, um, I'm going to be great dark film <laughs> for a kid. <laughs> ah, she, she, she was interested because she said, look, can I stay up and watch a Godzilla film with you? I'm like, yes, of course you can. She's four, by the way, guys. And, um, you know, people Indo- indoctrinate them early. That's what we're saying, folks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, she said to me at the start, does it have Jet Jaguar in? And I said, it doesn't. And she oh. said, why are we watching it then?
4: Because there are good there there are good Godzilla movies, Alex. You don't have to you don't have to watch Godzilla vs. Megalon all the time.
3: Well 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 this is it. I mean like I'll try and throw in Godzilla vs. Megalon as a comment somewhere down the line, and here it is. And um she absolutely adores Godzilla vs. Megalon, but only because of Jet Jaguar. And the scenes where Jet Jaguar's not in the film, she's not that interested. And um I was watching uh, GMK and the, the the main uh, female character in it, her dad, who's the chap? Do you know who I mean? I oh, know who you mean. The one who sacrifices himself at the end. He sacrifices himself, but he does
2: live. <laughs> yeah, he does actually, doesn't he? Ta-
3: Taizo. Yeah, that's the fella. Right. Okay. So, Captain Black, as I'm going to call him, because the entire time I'm watching this, it felt a bit like I was watching an episode of Captain Scarlet, or possibly Stingray, to the extent that I got my kicks from watching GMK by just occasionally muting the sound on my television and just playing the soundtrack to where uh, Stingray, or the soundtrack to Captain Scarlet, and that, that that made the night for me. So that's that's kind of that's my suggestion when you do watch it. And I'm watching the film, and then Tizo appears. I'm like, oh god, that's Captain Black have you seen captain scarlet joe no
2: <laughs> really i i i remember it but i don't i remember captain scarlet and the mystrons but not much about them
4: i uh I'll, I'll say this this is ryudo uzaki that we're talking about he plays admiral taizo Tachibata and he is basically <clears throat> well well he's captain black yeah <laughs> he he he's he's yuri's dad in the film yuri being our female protagonist and yuri is intelligent she is a normal person and she's putting this together and basically the plot is this grumpy old man who knows what godzilla is about because godzilla destroyed his family his town in his initial rampage he's just thinking godzilla's gonna come back and when he does come back Nothing is going to work, which is a very recycled plot point. But Yuri is his daughter, and she's a reporter for, we'll just say it's not exactly the best network on television. And she is used to reporting cryptozoology, strange happenings, phenomena, all that stuff. Her show or her channel is called BS Digital Q, and I always think that's bullshit. whenever i hear it yeah. <laughs> and i think that that was done intentionally but she she doesn't have this great air of reputation considering how high her father is in the japanese government and military so the plot is she figures out what's going on and it is her job to tell her dad dad i know that these are giant monsters but shoot godzilla and not the other ones let the other ones help and by the end of the movie, he yeah. finally comes round. But it's a bit too late. <laughs> so, there we are. That's kind of a summed up plot point. I don't want to give away too much of this film, honestly.
2: That reminds me a lot of Gamera now, you said that.
4: Well, funny you should say it reminds you of Gamera. It <laughs> has the same director. <laughs>
3: Segway. <laughs> I mean, um, Taizo's last kind of scene that I remember felt very Independence Day. You know, sort of the the dad who's not been that kind of important to the plot, and then kind of you know just says to his daughter, "I love you," as he sort of you know flies his ship into the mouth of them. Does he? He flies into the mouth of Godzilla, doesn't he? A blowing glue mouth, yeah,
4: doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that is very independent scene. Think yeah, yeah, about yeah
3: absolutely. All right, you alien assholes. You know, I'm <laughs> back. <laughs> In the words of my generation.
4: Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. What a great film. Oh, I'll tell you what. So the end scene of this movie how cool was that that was some good cgi his beating heart okay oh
2: it's bit of a spoiler end, right. Wait,
4: but... <laughs> see i i just thought what the hell was going on i
3: was really baffled <laughs> what what yeah no i looked at that his heart yeah the...
4: that's a bit yeah, dark yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so the end of the movie godzilla loses sorry i've spoiled it for you all but the bad guy generally doesn't you have you've ruined yeah, the film. The bad guy generally doesn't win in these films but you know no and he i guess he's not bad though he's wrathful he's quite angry and he's not helping matters okay we'll just leave it at that <laughs> anyways he gets beaten we won't necessarily say how but uh the end of the film, you see his still beating heart at the bottom of Tokyo Bay, and you're just—it's just kind of left, you know, kind of like the Blob. Um, all right, so for those of you who haven't seen the Blob, they don't actually beat the Blob; they don't just, dis- yeah, they I don't destroy the it. They freeze it because whenever the Blob absorbs somebody, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and gunfire, fire, you know, like all the stuff—it isn't doing anything. So they freeze it, and they just. Basically dump it into Antarctica or, or the Arctic, film. and he just left the giant question mark at the end where it just says the end question mark, you know, so mm. because <laughs> have we really beaten it? No, we've just delayed it. But uh, the, the beating heart at the bottom of Tokyo Bay, you know, again, he left in the 1950s. He was supposedly beaten, but he came back. So it's kind of a here we go again hopefully we've learned our lesson but it was a good way to do it and it just kind of left that threat and of course you had um the great you know godzilla march going at the same time <inaudible> nah, nah, nah. <inaudible> we, ha- we had we had you know it's just it was a great scene i thought it was a great scene hmm. it was a great scene
2: um i want to go back to the start though well, actually, right to the start well, the no, no, I'm going to stop you there because uh, it's
3: time for a oh, break. Buzzkill. Just before you, uh, you move on. Right. We'll return in a moment.
0: Hey, why play video games when you could watch people play video games? Why watch people play video games when you could listen to people talk about video games? Come rest your eyes and hands with the Gamer Heroes podcast. We'll cover the latest news and games, previews, reviews and more coming your way every Wednesday morning. Come check us out as part of the Heroes Podcast Network at heroespodcasts.com or find us on Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, or, you know, other podcast places. Give us a listen to help you get through your busy day or even just forget you left it playing in your headphones. We're cool with that, too.
4: Welcome back. I am Joe. I am joined by Alex and Paul, and we are discussing the 2001 masterpiece that is Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah giant monsters all out attack we were talking about the end of the film and now paul wants to go to the beginning take it away paul right
2: thank you very much joe so i just want to say that it's great that it starts off um as we said it references the original godzilla film but it then says
4: it references the 98 film
2: (laughs) exactly yes the 98 film is mentioned that oh, the americans had godzilla or what they are calling godzilla attacking new york and I thought that was really strange that Toho decided to mention it, but
4: well, they rubbed it in our, in, in the Americans' faces because it's just it, it's too it's it's a burn, isn't it? Yeah, it was just like two guys talking, and they're like, "Well, what was that thing the Americans had then?" They said that Godzilla attacked in New York. Well. Wow. Yeah. That's what the Americans <laughs> think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, that yeah I did love Godzilla, that. That would nearly really dangerous But then um, the the chap
2: who's, who's leading, he also says that um since that sighting in New York, more and more monsters have started to appear. But then they don't go into any more detail of what they've been. And I'd love to know what creatures attacked since then.
3: Yeah. Megalon. <laughs> Varan and
2: Angurus. Possibly. Who knows? I'd have liked to know, yeah. but they didn't say... And uh, Joe, you were saying you... Sorry, no, Alex. You said you watched this with your daughter. Yes. How how did she react when those um, the kids at the start of the film took a dog in a bag into a lake to drown it? Was, was she a little bit upset there? Because I was that. I was like, this
4: poor dog. Um, the dog lives. The dog lives. You see it later <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, the dog oh, they lives. Were gonna
2: or... go, they were going to drown a dog. Uh, this was this was a dark film
4: okay okay just a second this is the one thing that mothra's done right so that dog was on the boat the boat gets capsized (laughs) and you see the dog later on mothra saved the dog
2: (laughs) what a legend yeah yeah mothra are finally useful saving a dog yeah i mean at that point
3: my daughter was getting a bit distracted and she was looking elsewhere but i looked at the tv and was a bit like uh, those, those youths are about to drown a dog, and <laughs> and uh, where's Jet Jackie when you need him, for crying out loud, you yeah. know, and then she came back, and then that scene was over, so she, she how can I describe it, she wasn't that engrossed, which is interesting, because she, yeah, it possibly was a good thing in that scene, but she, I mean, in essence, she loves Godzilla, because her dad loves Godzilla, so she's just, she's copying me, you know, I could just as easily be watching uh, Power Rangers on loop, and she'd be getting into that. So she's just copying me. However, the things that she likes about um, Jet Jaguar, for example, is she likes the theme song that comes of him. She likes the fact that she can copy him and march around the house pretending to be Jet Jaguar. Um, I'd say that, to be honest, GMK was too serious as a film. Does that make sense? Yeah.
4: Really makes yes, sense.
2: absolutely,
3: and there's, there's, there's and there's a lot of sort of heavy conversation about what Godzilla is, and there's lots of sort of pretty brutal fighting, and th- there's not much relief of comedy, whereas I can play as some of the shower films where godzilla's you know breathing fire and raising himself into the air and going backwards or you know riding along his tail or the whole tag team fight of godzilla versus gigan where you got him and angarus versus gigan and king Ghidorah, all that kind of stuff which feels a bit like you're watching a monster wrestling match to be honest it's yeah it's i think it's a lot more appropriate for kids
2: does
4: that make sense yeah
2: yeah, I mean it's, it, that's the fun of it, isn't it? That's I mean that's what I grew yeah. up on—the monster wrestling.
4: Well, those yeah, those exactly. films were starting to be aimed more at children, you know. It, yeah, definitely. It was really Terror of Mechagodzilla and Mechagodzilla that kind of brought it full circle. And we're making these for adults again. I'm sorry, but a lot of those mid-range films in the shower period those those were intended for kids. Going back, you mentioned yeah. Power Rangers. I just have to throw this in: my five-year-old. Um, we were watching the power rangers and aside from the mm. fact that tommy and kimberly have to get together that's what charlotte's focusing on right now um <laughs> good. She's, good she took one look at dragonzord and looked at me and she said daddy they copied godzilla and i was just like there it is
3: <laughs> wow <laughs> she
4: has reached that point already dragonzord rocks <laughs> i mean are, are, are there kaiju in power rangers well yeah that's what those things are they're giant monsters and they're definitely strange
3: beasts no but but, like is is power rangers a mecha show or is it a kaiju show what's pacific rim how would you describe it yeah it's
2: it's mecha versus kaiju
3: yeah okay so just just mecha mecha versus kaiju could we have an episode uh could could we have a podcast episode where we where we pick a couple of classic classic power rangers episodes from the 90s and discuss them we have to do that now
4: can we do that well, I'll, get, I'll get charlotte <laughs> yeah. in on this podcast she'd love she'd love to talk like about some it. of
3: some of the episodes were wacky where you had like oh uh, not rita who was the next zed. major kind of zed. Yeah, yeah just zed. Do you remember
4: when rita was gonna marry him oh i felt so sad for rita i mean here's a guy with no yeah. skin and you have to marry him <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> at one point i remember this at one point zed was just like rita we should have a baby And i'm thinking oh Oh, no <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah
4: but some of the monsters and that were quite scary i thought like zed it? a guy with no skin what is this age group that we're targeting Yeah, said <laughs> okay i think yeah, Zed's actually pretty creepy i'm going to be i'm going to be the bad person here and kind of like bring us back to gmk here because we've gone off tangent yeah
2: let's go back to gmk no 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 we've moved on we've yeah moved sorry on. we digressed a little bit
4: there make my monster grow
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay right um i think to start to sum up and end the episode before we go on to um if nothing else what i was going to say was imagine you got the chance to direct gmk again okay what would you do differently what would you keep the same starting with paul
2: Wow! Thanks for just dropping that on me.
3: Yeah, yeah no, it's important.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I would go.
3: Well, okay, what would you keep the same?
2: What would I keep the same, I, I mean, I love yeah. the the idea of Godzilla being the, the souls of the dead, and if, if, we, if we're yeah. going dark, that's great. I'm going to keep the scene where um a girl in the hospital gets killed, and where, yeah, um, I think it destroys a helicopter, and that you see it crash down in someone's house. Yeah, I'm keeping those scenes because they're really cool. And would the would the dog drown? The the no no, no we don't kill dogs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's yeah staying the same there. Right. So- I think the only thing I'm changing is the CGI. I've got to try and go back for um a bit more suitimation or yeah or or something. I just I don't think it hel- holds up. Uh, it looked. I don't know if it's just the lack of detail perhaps on it, but it it doesn't hold up for me. The creatures can stay the same. Uh, I quite like Baragon, as you said when he's t- uh, going underground and makes him fall, stuff like that. And it's a good idea, I like it, it's just um, some of the effects are a bit poor, so yeah, let's stick with Suits.
3: For myself, what I would do is I would scrap the CGI as much as possible, and I'd have it largely, if not exclusively, Suitimation. And I would have King Jodora as the antagonist, have I got that right, Is the antagonist the baddie? Yeah. Yeah, so I would have King Jodora as the antagonist, and I would have three guardians as three underdogs. So three underdogs versus King Jodora, with say Angarus, Varan, and Baragon, for example. And I so no just, Godzilla, no Godzilla, no. Because Toho film, yeah, because Toho did films without Godzilla that were were successful, and. I think it'd be interesting to see kind of a focus on King Ghidorah as the villain, but without Godzilla's kind of influence.
2: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the Guardian Monsters hold up against yeah Ghidorah.
3: Mm. Because you get a hint of that
2: in the film uh, Destroy All
3: Monsters when you've got King Ghidorah as the main villain, and Godzilla's basically got his entourage, hasn't he? But it's like, what's it, like 12 versus King Jodora? It's it's completely <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. also. awesome. It is awesome, but it's like, come on! This this is not fair,
4: you know. They the... did beat him in like two minutes, Paul. Let's be honest.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, come on, little Godzilla is he? Is he called Minion? Minya, yeah. era. Yeah, I mean, Minya does naff all, naff all. He oh.
2: does a little rig. Yeah. yeah. He Do takes you, out you know. one head. A little radioactive ring Gor that takes Gorosaurus was a
3: boss. That's what I'd have. If I was redoing GMK, I'd have Gorosaurus in the film. Love Gorosaurus. Sorry, I got excited there. Joe, what would you do differently? What
4: would you keep the same? Right. So, first thing I'm gonna change is the soundtrack. I don't necessarily have anything against the soundtrack, but huh. I like uh more subtle music if we were going to be doing this we were going to be i was going to be going for kind of like a creepy vibe or kind of like a possessed vibe you know like where you have that really creepy really subtle music um there's a great little piano riff that's used in godzilla 1985 and i think that would kind of lend itself well in this you know something like that but um i would also change the monsters i would still godzilla i would still have godzilla as a primary antagonist and the reason why would be because he is an unnatural element. It's the radioactivity that differentiates him from the more natural uh, guardians that represent air, water, and earth. I wouldn't have Ghidorah. I wouldn't have Mothra. I would have Titanosaurus for water. I would nice. I would oh, have Varan would. for air, and I would have Baragon for earth. And I would have those guys fighting him. Um I would reduce the number of exposition scenes. Um, There's just a few things that they did. Um, There's a bit where Yuri and her kind of boyfriend are on the uh, Tokyo Bay Bridge. That scene isn't necessary. We spent a lot of time talking about a rock that has spirit energy in it. Um, the old man the spirit. While it was a neat idea, I would take him out and I would find another way of slotting in so the main characters can kind of just do research into where these creatures are and just kind of awaken them on their own. I, I'd, I'd let Godzilla stumble upon one and then let the other characters figure out, hey, there are things just lying about what's going on here, and then you know, through their natural. Uh, expertise that they would have gained on the job in the pseudo scientific or pseudo spiritual uh network that they have, they could look that up. I think that would work. Um those are the things that I would change predominantly.
3: That sounds cool. I mean, just uh you saying earlier, um Joe, about you know maybe let's not have King Jadora Mothra in so many films. Manda. Manda doesn't get enough films.
4: Manda Manda's, yeah, been in true, Destro- like manda. manda's been in destroy all monsters atragon uh At- atragon what was yeah it? it was in final wars Fi- final yeah.
2: wars final wars for like a few seconds
4: that was a pretty yeah. awesome manda scene though
2: it was awesome but it was what it literally was 10 freeze are stupid that was, by the way
4: a... i think freeze are very stupid
2: but that was a good
3: scene. I felt that actually in what was a fairly weak film, Final Wars, I thought the scene where the Atragons fighting against Manda and sort of driving down towards the Earth core, whilst it's bollocks, it's utterly stupid, <laughs> Manda's pretty cool yeah, in that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. And that was CGI
4: done well.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Final Wars had like quite a big budget, didn't it? Like double the budget of most yeah. films.
4: And yeah, they squandered it and um, they squander it it's got a, got a pro mma fighter in hasn't it yep yep
3: yeah
4: but the, i mean those things that i would change but it, it, effectively what i what those things do is it takes away the need for a lot of cgi and you could go back to practical effects and puppetry because you don't have a flying creature you don't yeah. get that NAF wing beat thing going on you don't need to worry about yeah, yeah, beams yeah, yeah. it's a lot easier to bring them up um Oh look, here's a temple to such and such ancient deity. It's really easy to put that on. It really is.
3: Yeah. Um, what okay. would you give it in terms of a rating? Can we give it out of stars? Ten stars? Five stars? I would give it four out of five Oxygen Destroyers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, right, yeah. Out of Oxygen Destroyers, how many would you give, Paul? I'm going to give it two and a half. Ooh.
4: Solid burn, Paul.
1: <laughs> yep.
4: <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs>
1: you can't like them
4: all. I give it two. Oh. <laughs> Twist the dagger, why don't you?
3: <laughs> I give it two, but it redeemed itself slightly because the dog did not die, and I was very relieved about that. There we go
4: dog dying that
3: that, that that honestly if nothing yeah, if else the dog would
4: have died that would have been bad i would have not enjoyed as much that would have been star. awful <laughs> um joe if nothing else i'm gonna say if nothing else you should check out varan the unbelievable it's a pretty hard movie to find um, dku tv shows it every once in a while uh, dku tv being um, a facebook group which uh, streams these films for those that can't find them Uh, they post on our uh, facebook page uk kaiju fans pretty regularly so check that out but um it's a great old film it was supposed to be a made for tv movie um it ended up being a bit more but it's simple it's good fun and it has a lot of the greats behind it honestly nice paul
3: if nothing else can i do
2: two i'm gonna do two Go on. Um, Well, firstly, if nothing else, um, as I mentioned somewhere at the start of the podcast, Godzilla King the Monsters is out at cinemas uh, next week um, when you're listening to this. So go on to UK Kaiju Fans on Facebook and see if anyone else is seeing one in your local area. Get together, have a good time. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, But my, if nothing else, following on from the fabulous Tremors podcast last time, Um, What I then recommended A Quiet Place, uh, which was about the creatures hunting sound on the ground. Uh, There's a new film out on Netflix called The Silence, which is about more creatures hunting by sound. But this time they're flying. They're
4: pterosaurs.
2: I haven't seen it, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Are they? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. All right. Okay. I, I know it's got the girl from Sabrina, the Sabrina reboot in it. And I just thought, oh. Creatures Hunting by Sound. That sounds like my type of film.
4: I thought it was alright. Okay.
2: I'm planning on checking it out at some point. That does look... That does sound like it's worth a look. Thank you.
3: And for myself, if nothing else, I do think that you should give uh, GMK a watch, for all that I've criticised it. I also think that you need to have Captain Scarlet and Stingray (laughs) loaded on your phone on YouTube, and the video that you need on YouTube is Stingray End credits. Aqua Marina. Whenever there's a scene with with the... What's the... Is it the sentinel that goes underwater? Is that the name of it? Fine. Whenever Captain Black is piloting the ship underwater, you need to play the video of Stingray. And whenever there's dialogue with Captain Black looking serious, you need to play Captain Scarlet. Because that, that carried the film for
4: me. And that's my advice. Okay, so I thought you were talking about the show that I haven't seen, but the submarines in GMK are called the Satsuma.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh that's it, yeah.
3: The Satsuma, I
4: thought it was called the Sentinel. <laughs> shows how much I paid attention. No, that sounds typical
3: right. there. Whenever the Satsuma is underwater, play Aquamarina Stingray.
4: I'm rating you two out of five stars, Alex, for your lack of cinema knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Tear apart one of my films. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh well i had it coming i rip megalon all the time
3: you too you too (laughs) thank you guys it's been an absolute delight i'm signing off
2: yeah thanks for listening guys see you later
4: thanks for listening folks joe say
2: it say the line joe go on keep it kaiju kaiju curry house is part of the heroes podcast network and produced by uk kaiju with music by flying killer robots if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe at heroespodcast.com or on the various podcast services such as Apple iTunes, Google Play, or just about any podcast app. If you want to get involved with the show, please tweet us at UKKaiju, and check out UKKaiju.com for the latest news, events, and Kaiju thoughts from all of us. Thanks for listening.
4: where are you fella
0: ready to start your career Kansas City we're hiring claim sales and service agents apply online today at geico.jobslash kansas city. It's a new year, which means new reasons to stop by QT, like drinks to wash out the taste of last year. I need more. And fresh snackles worth breaking a resolution. Pizza has tomatoes, so technically, it's a salad. Want to binge a new show? We've got plenty to snack on with it, like our new cheesy mac and cheese. Wow, it's like my wife's,
1: but even cheddar up top.
0: This is the time for new beginnings, and it starts at Quick Trip. QT, more than a gas station.